Welcome to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast. We are a collective of vegans and vegetarians who love to talk about all things veg in the GTA. You can hear us on Met Radio 1280 AM, Campus Community Radio, based in downtown Toronto. And you can find us on Instagram at Veg Out Podcast TO. My name is Barbie, and I'm joined today by Jen and Richard Rapkins. And we're going to be interviewing Richard, who is the manager, managing director of VegAsert. So before we get to that, uh, let's review some of the great events coming up in in the GTA. Um, of course, we know next week is VegTO Fest, which to those of you who have who've been vegan and in Toronto for some time will also know as Veg Food Fest. Um, of course, we're going to be talking to Richard a little bit more about that. So uh, we'll hold off on details for now. There's also the Peterborough Veg Fest, which is coming up September 17th from 11 to 4, and their website is PT. B-O, which I guess is short for Peterborough, vegfest.ca. I couldn't remember, Jen, have we talked about the Ritter's chocolate bars yet? No. Unless maybe that's, unless that's a VegAsert product that you know of, Richard. But um, so, you know, like you guys know the, like the, the Ritter's, the little square chocolate bars that you see everywhere. Yeah. So they have four vegan flavors now. And I saw them at uh, Good Rebel and I assumed it was just like, oh, a special import that Good Rebel have. But a friend of mine said she saw them at our No Frills, which is at Pacific and Dundas. So that's super exciting. At yeah. No Frills. Oh, yeah. my goodness. <laughs> yeah. She said they were just like by the cash or whatever, where they have like all the chocolate oh. bars. Um, and it's not like it's not just that they're like dark chocolate. They're actually like imitation, like milk chocolate versions and they say i forget if they say like vegan or plant-based or something like that but they've got like a hazelnut and a couple others wow yeah, yeah. that's great buy those yeah um do you know any other fun news jen yeah i guess a few other <laughs> events to add so if you're looking for something to do on the long weekend and you are headed east out to ottawa the vegans who snack food and art festival is happening at the parkdale market <laughs> and that's hosted by little joe berries so that's located at 366 Parkdale Ave. They have over 55 vendors. So if you're wow. looking for art, self-care products, flowers, clothes, snacks, take-home groceries, it's a place to check out. It's outdoors. They have a DJ, performers. Um, so you can check them out at Vegans Who Snack on Instagram <laughs> for their Great full name. vendor list and venue info. Uh, so that's one thing. And the same weekend as the Veg Teal Fest, which I know we'll talk about, the Berry Unity Fest is happening on Saturday, September 9th. And that's from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Uh, admission is free. It's located at 37 Dunlop Street in Barry, And it's a plant-based festival with food vendors and artisans. And you can get more info on Instagram at Barry underscore Unity Festival. So a couple more fests to go to, which yeah. is great. <laughs> is that, uh, do you know if that's organized by that vegan restaurant? Uh, I think it's called like Le, uh, Le Mexicano or something. Um, I'm not sure. It hmm. seems to be the same location as that. They had an okay. event yeah. uh, like a month or two ago. So I'm not sure how they're connected or if they're connected. But hmm. I think if you go to their Instagram page, they, they might have more details there. But yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Awesome. <laughs> 
So much food to eat. I remember actually little Joe Barry, I think they were at the 2019 veg food fest. And I remember being like very impressed and there was like too much to get. And so I bought a bunch of stuff and just like put it in my freezer afterwards. And I had like little <laughs> Joe Barry snacks for a month or so. They had like pop tarts and things like that. So they were easily freezable. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to have to check them out next time I come <laughs> across them. <laughs> Cool. Um, and just one final reminder that we are still looking for another volunteer or two who would like to join us to co-host on the podcast. And if you want, you can listen to episode 531, which was called Won't You Join Us to hear more about what it's like to volunteer. So I guess we can get on to today's topic now. So welcome, Richard. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, I guess just first things first, before we get into VegaCert, I know that you are, VegaCert is a sponsor this year of VegTO Fest. So do you want to give us uh, some details about the festival and what is your role or involvement as a sponsor? Yeah, so first of all, we're really excited about the upcoming fest. We are indeed a sponsor. Uh, you know, we've been partnering with the community for for about 10 years uh, maybe I should take a quick step back and tell a little bit about uh, our organization uh, so we certify um mainly vegan but also vegetarian food and this is products that you're going to see you know mainly in the supermarkets so uh, that's our expertise and our focus not necessarily restaurants or caterers or you know anything in the food service area so it started because actually we have a connection with core the the kosher council and um you know because we have a lot of expertise in just kind of uh food science and and manufacturing and all those sorts of things so um, initially, it started with meetings with uh, the vegetarian Toronto Vegetarian Vegan Association. I know it's it's VegTO now, but um, at the time, the feeling was that it would be great if we could have a a certification that was designated specifically for for the vegan and vegetarian community. So that's kind of how it started, and it, it was I would say slow at first in terms of rolling out the new service, but uh, you know has grown over time with support of obviously the community and also the manufacturing community, and so. So this year for the VegTO Fest kind of felt like a good opportunity for us to to give back a little bit, but also participate and and just have fun, really. So that that's our main purpose in being there. Um, you know, we're we're a sponsor, but we're going to have a booth there. We're going to be profiling some of our companies that are certified and hopefully be able to give away some uh, some goodies. And you know, people all people always love goodies, myself included. So, um, so we're we're just really excited to be there and kind of celebrate this uh, this amazing festival. Yeah, wonderful. And I think maybe just to even start from scratch for our listeners who may not be familiar with VeggieCert or are new to the veg scene, maybe just we can go over what is. VeggieCert, can you describe that to us? Yeah, sure, of course. So we're a third-party certification agency. We're a not-for-profit, and we certify food as vegan um, or vegetarian. So a company, a manufacturer, um, let's say, would contact us, and maybe I'll just describe what the process is generally, but they would contact us and say, you know, let's say we've got uh, Barbie and Jen's cookies. So Barbie and Jen's <laughs> cookies. Delicious cookies, uh, of course. I'm yeah. sure they're fantastic. Um, they sound great. So Barbie and Jen, though, they they would say to themselves, maybe they get some calls from consumers saying, "Hey, are you vegan?" And and maybe they they say, "Yes, we are." But maybe as they grow, they realize they're getting some more questions, and maybe now they're you know not just selling at a farmer's market, but they're selling at a retailer like Loblaws or 
um, or Sobeys or Metro or anything like that. And so now the the bigger retailers are asking, oh, so you say that you're vegan. How do you support that? Right. How do you demonstrate that you are? And then they then Barbie and Jen look at each other and say, well, you know, I mean, I guess we're we're vegan. Right. And they say, I know you're vegan. That you're saying it. But how are you proving <laughs> mm-hmm. it? Exactly. So then they say, oh, you know, isn't there like a, a certification agency out there that, you know, we can kind of put the responsibility on them and and then they, and they find veggie sir. So that's how uh, kind of that process would work, I guess, from the from the side of the person who's manufacturing the product. And the way that it works is, so I would say, let's say, you know, here that we've got a, a you know, team of people who are um, working on the VegiCert project. And so they would say, we want certification. So we'd say, okay, first of all, send us your list of ingredients that are in your products. Okay, good. So we're going to go through, you know, with a fine tooth comb, every single ingredient and make sure that it is vegan. So, and we're going to, we're going to trace it back as well. So if we need further documentation to support it, if we need to speak to, you know, their manufacturer supplier, uh, but we're going to do some really thorough analysis in terms of what those ingredients are. So that's kind of step one. Then step two is we want to know, though, what else is going on in the plant, mm. right? Because if you have Barbie and Jen's vegan cookies, but you're running them on the same day as Mike and Ken's, I don't know, pork bellies. So <laughs> oh, then goodness. we're right. Exactly. And you, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised that companies do. You've got big facilities, manufacturing equipment, or even small ones, but people who are trying to make a different bunch of different products or trying to amortize the cost of of their machinery and rent and all that kind of stuff. So we want to make sure, okay, hang on a second. Are you an all vegan plant? Yes. Great. If you're not, then we need to see how are you segregating? Maybe you have a second line in a second room where you're making something that's non-vegan and you're using this line specifically for vegan. Okay, great. So, but now we start to get into the nitty gritty of so, for example, you know, people don't realize kind of how specific we get into details, but let's say you've got that non-vegan line in a different room and you've got your Jen and Barbie's cookies in this room. But we want to know, is there any compatible types of either ingredients or compatible types of equipment? What does that mean? So what if you have um, people they are going in and out of these two rooms and they're saying, oh, I'm going to take this pot and bring it over here. And say, well, that's not a good situation, right? Because that's going to lead to what we call cross-contamination. So we need to develop a plan that guards against any cross-contamination. And so that if there's any utensils, equipment that they're using that they're not compatible. So this square pan, I only use the square pan on the Barbie and Jen line, um, and I can't use the round pan on the pork belly line. So, mm. so there has to be a way to to make sure that there is no cross contamination. Mm. And then once we go through that, and also, do you have an allergen program in place? And I'm kind of glossing over a lot of details, but you know, we then would make an inspection. Um, of the facility. So either a physical inspection, or if it's, you know, a very straightforward plant, we might just make a video inspection. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then once that's done, we we move towards putting the logo on the products and they send us the logo on the product, make sure that everything is correct. And now we all get to snack on those Barbie and Jen cookies. That's what we were waiting for. That's fascinating to me. I have to say like that is extremely more like rigorous than I was envisioning. Um, and I know, like, I know there's a lot of, there's people who have different sort of streams of thought. So I know like myself, for example, like 
cross-contamination like doesn't concern me, but there are people who are really concerned about that. And so I think that's really interesting and unique, I think, that you actually even certify only products like that. Like, does that mean that, like, you know how a lot of products, you look at the ingredient list and then it will say, you know, may contain you know, milk, dairy, eggs, even though it's not in there. And again, like for someone like myself, I know that that's a warning label just because of cross-contamination. So it doesn't concern me. Um, does that mean because you have such a rigorous cross-contamination policy, do your products like not even need that warning? That's a really good question. And the may contain declaration, I think, Barbie, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. It is a legal disclaimer. Mm. So what happens is, right, a company will say, well, and it could have totally different situations, right? You could have one company, let's say they're a little bit smaller and they only have one production line. And so they're making, you know, let's we'll say dairy products and, and our vegan products on the same line. And they're just, there's not a good situation. There's not a good um, cleanup protocol in place. So that could be a may contain, right? But then you could also have a may contain where I'm using an extreme example here, but let's say you've got two floors in the plant and on the first floor of the plant, it's all vegan. And on the second floor of the plant, it's you've got your um, non-vegan products. So for legal reasons, maybe that company's lawyer has told them, you know what, best to be on the safe side and just say may contain mm. because it's in the plant. And what happens if, you know, somebody sues you or something to that effect. So it could be that there's really no concern whatsoever um, even from our perspective, right, there's going to be no, no cross-contaminated residue at all, but they put it on the packaging just in case. Mm. So, you, you, so, so you do have both of those scenarios. So from our perspective, if we are comfortable with a, you know, a cleanup protocol, let's say there have an allergen system in place, that means they're cleaning for these allergens, which is a high level. And, um, and we can go, you know, we, we make sure that they test it and that there's, you know, only let's say one part per million or something, a very, very tiny minuscule amount. So if that's the case, we would permit certification of products. So so just to kind of recap there, mm. you could potentially see a, a veggie cert symbol on a product that says may contain, but if it does say, if it does have that veggie cert label, it would, you, you can kind of rely on it. Mm -hmm. It's not a mistake. Um, it means that we've gone through and there's no cross-contamination concerns from our perspective. Mm. Yeah, that's so interesting. And, you know, just to like touch on what Barbie said, I, I myself also am not super concerned about the cross contamination, but knowing that that is looked at and a certification says that it's not, I just feel so much better. Like <laughs> it's a thing I didn't realize how much I appreciate until we just talked about yeah. it right now. <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear that. And honestly, actually, that 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 gives me a good feeling. And I'll tell you why, because we we do dedicate a significant amount of resources towards this issue. And, um, you know, so so to hear you say that, you know, it's uh, it gives you a little bit of a sense of relief. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, because when we certify a product, we want to do it from kind of a best practice level. Mm -hmm. So, um, so, so that's kind of what we feel. And, and we've had discussions with uh, a, a lot of people in VegTO and, and, and others in the industry. So, so it's not just something that we've done out of nowhere. We've done it in consultation with people. Um, but we kind of want to have, uh, we want people to have that feeling that you said, Jen, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, people feel like, okay, that I, I have a good, uh, a sense of confidence that the, these mm -hmm. types of things are being looked after. So Richard, can you tell us what is, VeggieCert's definition of a vegan certified product. 
Uh, I, I know there it might be a lengthy <laughs> definition, but if you could sort of summarize that for us. Okay, that's that's a great question. And maybe I'll try to make it simple. So a, a, a vegan product is something that doesn't have any animal products in it, okay, and doesn't use any animal products in the whole production process. And also, um, there is no cross-contamination with anything that, you know, as we've discussed. So so let's take those one by one. I think we discussed the cross-contamination mm-hmm. already enough. Okay, so we covered that. The, the second thing is we, you know, every single ingredient needs to be from, you know, a uh, a non-animal source. So that means that for a vegan designation, you're not going to have any dairy in it, right? Of course. And you, you're not going to have even honey in it. I know that that was, that there is some discussion, I think, in the vegan community about that, but it seems to me that most people have come down on the side of honey not being vegan. And so there would be no honey in that. And, you know, all the sub ingredients. So, so this is where I think it gets a little bit more sophisticated than people understand, you know, we're kind of used Mm -hmm. to just going to the supermarket and you buy a product and you're like, oh, great. That's that, that, that was easy. Right. But actually <laughs> the, the production of the pro of the product itself was quite sophisticated. Uh, and, you know, maybe in the, I don't know, maybe in the 1950s, you know, when, when uh, our grandparents all went to the grocery store and they prepared the foods kind of almost from scratch themselves. Um, that's not the case anymore, mm-hmm. right? We've got busier lives and we have these factories uh, that make uh, lots of great, fantastic uh, products, right? So these factories are sophisticated and they also get ingredients from all around the world. So, you know, we need to know that, um, let's say a glycerin that comes from Indonesia because that certainly is in products that we're we're eating here in Canada. So we need to know that that glycerin is from a vegetable source and not an animal source. Mm-hmm. And glycerin is one of those ingredients that is kind of tricky because it can be both animal or 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 vegetable source, and we wouldn't know, right? So you could look at a product, and if it says glycerin in it, you don't know, right? That could be from animal fat based, or it could be from vegetable. Uh, sometimes they do specify and say vegetable glycerin, and obviously that's more helpful. Mm-hmm. But um, if it doesn't, then consumers are kind of left, um, you know, scratching their heads a little bit. So, so really, all of those ingredients um, we need to look at, um, and then the production process also, right? So, a common question that we get is about. Um, you know, bone char and sugar. Mm-hmm. Yes, we we do not allow um, companies that we certify to use bone char in the refining process of the sugar. So so that whole and, and there are some other ingredients that are like that. And maybe we might get to them a little bit later in our conversation. But, you know, there's some alcoholic beverages that also have some refining mm-hmm. agents. Um, and so that is something that we look at as well. So those three components, right, the the, yeah. the ingredients, the process, um, and then the cross-contamination. That is so great. I think that people are going to be really, really happy to hear that. Um, I know that that is, again, that's another one of those sort of like debates, and I hate to sound like divisive at all about like, but in the in the vegan community. So again, so there are people that will be really concerned about those sort of chemical names that they see on products um, and they don't know what source they are. Um, and some people are more lenient about it. And so I think that that will just be, that will put a lot of people's minds at ease to know that if they see a product and it says it has glycerin or it says it has uh, lactic acid or something, but they know that they look at your symbol and they know that they can know that it's the animal-based source. So that's really great. I remember, I can remember so clearly in my head, the first time that you called 
Asset TVA, and you were telling us about this new thing and you asked specifically about the bone char. And I remember saying like, I don't really know the answers. Cause again, to me, when I, when I go and I buy a product and it says it has sugar, I'm not concerned about it, but I remember how thorough and thoughtful and considerate you were about that. And you were like, no, we want to make sure that people, you know, how does the general community feel about that? Are other people concerned about that? So that's, that's really great. Yes. And you know what? Maybe we should give respect to Barbie here. We're just having this podcast and like, oh, okay, we're just talking. But Barbie really was there from the beginning, too. So she was involved in this process. And um, and so, you know, it, with no Barbie, I think there might be no veggie shirt. So let's give the props oh, to Barbie, everybody. Yeah. And, and, and to, the, to that point and to, to Barbie's point, you know, we did do, um, you know, research, but also we, we had a lot of conversations at the beginning, Barbie, mm-hmm. if you remember. And we yeah. we actually had some surveys that we sent to um, to the vegan and vegetarian community. You know what would be acceptable, what wouldn't. So so we 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 really wanted to make sure that we were um, you know kind of representing the the collective opinion of the vegan and vegetarian community. And obviously, Barbie, as you say, there's never a hundred percent you know agreement on anything but we we did we did kind of want to make sure that we did all the due diligence and we're representing everybody in a you know kind of faithful way now to get to the most exciting part of course um do you want to share like what are some common products that people might be seeing in the grocery store that they might not realize are certified and uh do you have any sort of new exciting products coming up that your people that you're working with mm, right now okay well can i flip the question first just because I, i'm gonna get to that <laughs> but but i like to also tell people what products that they might they might want to look out for and that that uh, might you know they might not realize yeah right so so uh we, we'll, we'll, we can do that too yeah. first with your permission right <laughs> so um, so these are just a few things. Um, I mean, I did mention glycerin as being one of those ingredients that if you see on the ingredient panel, you should um, start to ask them questions. But, but you know, how about bread, for example? Like, what could be wrong with bread? And, you know, people think that's just such a staple and it's, uh, you know, bread and water and yeast. Or, but, but oftentimes, bread can have whey powder in it. And mm-hmm. companies put that in because it makes uh, the bread a little bit more fluffy. Um, it gives it a little bit more shelf life, and so um, so that's why uh, so that's why they might do it. So just want to tell people to kind of look out for that. So either look for a um, you know a, a, any sort of vegan certification symbol on it, or just check the ingredient panel to see if that's um, you know if that's a concern. Um, some other things that, you know, people sometimes might not necessarily look out for is even juices, if you can believe it, might have some concerns. And this is um, a popular um, misconception, I guess, that, that you know, what could be wrong with juice? But there is a uh, bug, which you may or may not know. Um, it's called the cochineal bug. And what they do is they take this bug and they grind it up to give it a nice red dye. And so sometimes you might see this listed as carmine mm. or cochineal, um, and it's it's used as kind of a, of a coloring, uh, even a natural coloring and flavoring. And so uh, actually, interestingly, if you Google this, um, you might come up with it, but Starbucks got in a little bit of hot water maybe 10 or so years ago because mm. with their pink frappuccinos, right. they wanted to claim them as all natural. Oh coloring and so they um 
they started using this cochineal, the carmine. And then, you know, there was a little bit of an outcry, I think, from the vegan and vegetarian community. And that maybe as well as people just just didn't like the, the thought of, you know, consuming bugs. And so they did uh, reverse course, I think. So, you know, sometimes you might find that cochineal in juices, as I said, um, or even some uh, makeup might have it. Lipsticks, uh, I think, occasionally might have it. So just uh, something interesting to note. Gum is also, um, you know, I'm a big gum chewer myself. So but just <laughs> putting it out there, but gum sometimes can have some issues. They might use, the, usually gum will have glycerin in it and uh, they might specify that the glycerin is, you know, from a vegetable source, which is good. Um, they also might have gelatin. And of course we know that gelatin is from, uh, typically from animal bones um, and, and hides. So, uh, so, you know, take a look and, and be careful about that gelatin. Um, and really, you might see it in gum, you might see it in yogurt and candies, um, all sorts of things like that. Um, and then I, I did kind of allude to it before, but some of our, our wine and, and beers, um, right, the way that they make wine, the result is a lot of sediment. And so there are some wineries out there that will say, you know, the, the sediment is kind of part of the process and, and people there, I know there is a movement of getting back and saying, we don't care about that, but, but it is kind of um, off-putting to some people. So what they do is they need to clarify. Um, and so they need a clarifying agent. What clarifying means is I'll put it in, you know, simple terms, get out the goop, right? So that, that stuff that you're like, oh, that's kind of gross. So so they need to to get the get the goop out. So there's a whole bunch of clarifying agents and, you know, gelatin is also used, but um, from crustaceans, they they might uh, have a clarifying agent. Uh, there's a milk powder, casein, yes. right? Some egg, egg whites, oh, okay. uh, icing glass. Icing glass was a, is a popular one. Um, and so what a product if they're vegan uh, certified or if they've done it themselves um, they'll probably use uh, something else uh, clay is is often used or or some other um you know kind of non uh, or, or vegan friendly we'll call it um so so those are, are just a couple examples of some products that you know you might not necessarily think about but might have some vegan or vegetarian concerns and now should I get to my other question? Yeah. Okay, so the other question, oh, you guys just want to know what the good stuff is out there. The truth is it's been really great over the past uh, few years that more and more products are becoming um, vegan certified. Like when Barbie and I met, whenever it was 10 years ago, um, right, it was kind of, I would say, slow at the beginning. It was just that, you know, that curve was going just ever so slowly. And, you know, we'd certify a few more companies each year. And, and it was a it was a great thing that we were doing, but it was slow. And then all of a sudden, I'm not sure exactly when the date is, I should really check. Uh, but let's say something like 2018, maybe it was, the things really started to pick up and change. I think that maybe in the kind of out there in the consciousness, um, there was a lot more concern. And maybe uh, I'd be curious to hear from you, Barbie and Jen, about that. Um, if, you know, you felt a uptick in, in membership and, and concern, but but we certainly felt it. So so we were also starting to certify products, not just here in Canada, but abroad. And I think one really big one thing that helped us a lot was that Loblaws, um, you know, they've got a popular line of President's Choice items. So so they started saying, let's let's put this in the front burner and let's try to to launch some vegan certified products. And so we we worked together with Loblaws on that project. So, you know, 
There's lots of now veggie nugget um, alternatives, right? That you probably see from Loblaws. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so there's a um, a vegan yogurt that Loblaws produces. Uh, I should really kind of get the list in front of me. I don't have it. It's hard to keep up. There's like there's stuff that I haven't even tried. Right. That's right. That's right. We got to we got to get eating everybody. Yeah. So, so there's lots of new products that are out there, um, both that are manufactured here in Canada and, and even abroad. Yeah. What's, has, has anyone been able to get their hands on the ravioli yet? I haven't found it. And I hear it's out there, a vegan ravioli under the PC line. I, Do you know, Richard, where can we find that? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would assume a, any Lava store, but I don't know. I'm curious to hear a guy from you guys. Is, is, is there good feedback? Do people like it? I saw it posted in like the Toronto vegans group. So I've seen like two or three people say that they found it, but I have been like, when I first heard about it, I swear for like three months, every time I pass by any Loblaws or no frills or anything, I would go in and I'd ask the staff because I didn't see it. Do you have this ravioli? And they'd be like, no. So I've, I've never found it. Oh, I gave up looking. That's interesting. But it's, I heard someone just, and then someone did a fall. Someone just a month ago said like, no, no, it's out there. I just saw it. And I forget where she lived, but I haven't found it near me. Or I also, I work at Young and Eglinton and I've looked for it there. <laughs> Okay, maybe I gotta, you know, shout out to my my Lala's peeps and see what's going on. Yeah, West End, please request. Okay, okay. <laughs> so there's certainly lots of the the PC plant based products which we've seen. We've actually done a whole episode on uh, on those products, uh, reviewing them. So so that was fun. But I think you know there's lots of products that we've seen that I've been really happy about. And I'll just mention that going to the grocery store and reading those lists, trying to figure out what's animal derived, what's processed. um, It's, I think that's like part of the challenge of (laughs) being vegan. And for some it's, it's, it, it can be really daunting. And I know for myself, I just give up. I'm like, I have no (laughs) idea where this stuff is from and I don't buy it. And I've really limited my bread intake for that reason <laughs> until recently our no frills started carrying Demano bakery. I was just going to say that. I was just oh, yeah. Is that, that the one with the brioche? There's like all or, sub buns yeah, and Kaiser's so cool. and generals. <laughs> and there's just this whole wall that showed up. And I was, I was just like, it just made me happy. Cause I, like, I almost had given up on bread because I just, <laughs> I have no idea where these things are coming from. And uh, I think that just speaks to like, when you see these products, more and more products with this certification, it just makes you feel better. It's like, I, I don't even have to look. <laughs> it's like, it's great. Uh, so that along with, you know, sweets from the earth, um, Yoso, uh, Natura, uh, so many products that uh, when you see that, it's just like, it's just, it feels good. <laughs> That's great. And thank you for that feedback, really. And I'm happy to hear that. And, uh, you know, I'll... I'll convey to our our friends at Demano, and, and you know that that is a more recent one, and um, and it's great. I also, um, when I'm in the grocery store, I see it there, and uh, you know the the register symbol is nice and big for everybody to see, so that's really great. I remember the moment when I found out. It was funny because I always I I try to have like a positive outlook on like the options out there, and so my partner and I we always like have this debate where like I'll see like just like any random box of cookies, and I'll be like you never know let's check just in case <laughs> and so it was almost like a joke like because i've never seen like i don't know if you know richard but like even vegan brands like nobody makes brioche vegan brioche bread products and i remember it was like we saw these brioche buns and it was almost like a joke i was like oh you don't suppose and like, <laughs> i turned it over there was a register symbol and i was like oh, what 
no. Like, I'm just like, double take. Are you, are you sure? Like, so that was really exciting. Yeah. That's great. Okay. It's props to Demano out there. So if they're listening. It brings joy, certainly, when mm-hmm. when you like you make this discovery. Like I said, I've been on like a I don't know what you call it, a bread fast, <laughs> <laughs> trying to find something. But but now now it's okay. Now good. you're gonna start carb loading. <laughs> yeah, now this is a problem. But I guess uh, one last question for you, and I don't know if this is something that has landed at VeggieSit or not. But looking ahead, uh, where does cultured meat fit into possible VeggieSit certification? That's a really good question. And, you know, right now um, we don't have, I don't think the the right answer just yet. I, I have had, this is another thing that I think would, would have to have some discussion in the vegan uh, community mm-hmm. about this because I, really I think there's, point. right, I think there's some different opinions about it. And yeah. so, I, yeah, I think it's an ongoing discussion. My my initial discussion that I had with the VegTO folks, um, I think that their feeling was, well, is that this is a great step in the right direction, direction. Okay. Um, and you know, we're certainly happy about it, but. There was a kind of a little bit of an unease about saying, oh, this is, you know, this is vegan certified just because it does right. originate mm-hmm. from the cell of an animal. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that'll change. I don't know. I, you know, maybe people see that the the benefits out, outweigh some of the risks and, and maybe after a certain amount of time, you know, that it becomes reproduced, you, you know, mm-hmm. like, so it could be that something initially is from a non-vegan source, but if it's, you know, the that we'll call it the son of the son of the son of, right? Like if it's a bacteria that's been, mm-hmm. you know, manipulated m- multiple times, then it would be different. So I-, I would say that we would want to kind of be in con- walking in concert with the the vegan community on that. We would have some mm-hmm. more discussions with them, but it's certainly a really interesting um, and exciting area. And obviously we know uh, the potential that it has just um, for for the planet and and for for so many things, so uh, I think we kind of have to keep a close eye on it. Yeah, great. Well, thank you so so much, Richard, for joining us. It was great to talk to you, and I know that I learned a lot. Even though, like you said, I've known about VegiCert for so long, but to really hear the details behind the process is even like so much greater than I imagined. So, um, yeah, thank you so much. And so you've been listening to Veg Out, Toronto's vegetarian podcast. You can listen to past episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, and iHeartRadio. And remember to subscribe where you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Thank you to Matt Judge for our theme song. And until next time, Veg Veg out. Out. Chocolate is, is like this this substance which is very hard to clean from the equipment. So even if you were to just like try to okay, we're gonna clean it out here and do a dark chocolate run, it's just this chocolate oozing out everywhere. If you go to a chocolate factory, it's just like chocolate bubbling everywhere. I know it sounds good, right? Um, <laughs> but it's so it's <laughs> not a bad problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so it is challenging.